This is a warning. This podcast is not suitable to be listened to around kids and probably not even out loud at the office. We cuss a lot, we drink during the recording, and we touch on some very adult subjects. We recommend listening when the kids aren't around or when you have headphones. Thanks, guys. Bye. This is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast. I'm here with Eric and Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's going on? How's it going? And we are here for, I think this is episode 81 now, <laughs> I think. this We're doing back-to-back episodes. This is, this is what we back, get for being to too back, productive. To Woo. We might just record another one for the hell of it. On Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, guys, thanks for joining us again. Uh <laughs> This Tuesday night. <laughs> this 100 degree yeah. <laughs> Tuesday night. And uh, today's episode is going to be very fun. It's going to be about haunted restaurants. Yeah. Like, you know like as, to... if, as if these fucking food prices aren't already haunting. Scary yeah. enough. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm turning just saying up. about grocery prices. Yeah, but... Turning up on a Tuesday, baby. That's what we're about right now. <laughs> Anyways. So, so, Jen, huh. if that dog man... Were to come up here and try to steal your steak, what do you think you're going to tell him? Wrong bitch. <laughs> Wait, so what if they were to ask you, turn down your uh, AC so that we can conserve power? Wrong bitch. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesse acting at its finest right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> If you're just joining us um, for your first time, wow, um, that is a soundboard of a clip that they got of me from another, or before, not even from an actual episode. From a a rambling (laughs) offtake that will go to Patreon. (laughs) That's the kind of spicy content we got going on. (laughs) Anyways, uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and anywhere else that podcasts are heard. You can send in your stories to Let's Chat Paranormal at gmail.com. And you can follow us on the socials. Both of those are Let's Chat Paranormal. Our last episode that we literally just recorded, uh, we had some great stories. We had the remainder of Crystal's phone call. We had some stories sent in by Ty. And then we had a bit of a talk about uh, in a simulation. So yeah, let us know. These were my, my bathroom thoughts. Shower, my shower thoughts. thoughts. Shower bathroom thoughts. thoughts and shower thoughts, and, I think, and, are different. Uh, <laughs> can you, can you uh, repeat the Instagram again? Because, you know, I don't want people to be following the... Wrong bitch. <laughs> that let's chat paranormal (laughs) (laughs) they're like that can't be the same lady oh my gosh well that lady what what do you think that lady would say if they offered her a pina colada instead of a margarita wrong bitch (laughs) fyi jen hates pina coladas Gosh. Oh man! I need to get this button off here. Yeah. I'm gonna have too much fun with it. <laughs> Anyways, her, her, and um, her ex-husband used to love pina coladas. <laughs> Anyways, he was not an ex-husband, but anyways, um, so I, I bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I have no creepy updates. I gave all of my creepy updates to the previous episode. 
All right. So, of course, you guys don't have anything creepy update to add. No, no. So I think we can actually just jump straight into the stories today. Yeah. And uh, I, I have a really cool one that I think I think one of the details is going to creep you out. Okay. I'm very excited for this specific detail. So, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Jesse's going to go first. Hey, guys. So my story takes place in Benito Juarez, uh, Mexico. So the man that's going to be telling us tell his name is Raul Villanueva. Uh, he is a longtime restaurant worker in the Mexico City district area, he's calling into a show that um, specifically takes like us calls, anything weird, not discrediting, just want to know what the hell happened. And he starts by saying, hey, long time listener, love it. Let me tell you what happened to me at a restaurant that I started to work. So I would be in charge of doing a lot of like the cleaning uh, kind of bread stocking that kind of stuff for the restaurant it ran into two different buildings so when they moved me to the second building the security said hey make sure to leave when they tell you to leave and he says well, why well there's a tiny thing in the garden that has made a specific deal with the guard of the night what the and fuck? doesn't want anybody else here other than the guard Oh, okay. And he's like, well, what kind of deal did he make? And he's like, well, I don't know. I just know I don't stay the night shift. That's his shift. I never asked for it. I never requested it. No one messes with it. Just trust me. Thinking, okay, well, whatever. I've seen him on Halloween when I pass by. They uh, go ahead and put up Halloween decorations. What are you doing, you weirdo? I'm going to take a picture of your notes. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. This is... This is what it is, guys. Making fun of my, <laughs> my antiquated. How can you understand that? So, back into it. <laughs> he says that. Well, I've seen them. I've seen what they do. They try to put little like figurines. They try to make stuff a little bit creepy, you know, especially during Halloween time and whatnot. So, it's probably just a gimmick that they have. It's not until he started working the late shift where. He would have to check in with the security guard that was designed, the old man. And the old man would make sure to guide everybody in, the four or five people. They would clean up. They would await the delivery from the stuff that would come in for to start the next day that usually lasts all the way up to 5 a.m. God damn. Yeah. So in between, whenever the shipments were running late, they were always encouraged to take a nap somewhere or to just relax. Oh, okay. So... They're in the, the restaurant, and it's five of them. One of the the bussers or the people that gets together put a couple chairs together and made himself a makeshift bed, fell asleep. Him wanting to be a little bit more productive, started going around and see what he could do for the up-and-coming shift. He started walking away to the pantry area, and as he stepped into the pantry area, he started to hear a rattling. Almost like if, as he was walking through the pantries, something was following him, walking, but in the pantries. 
Oh shit. The best okay. you could describe it is if it was a rat that had a, a pair of keychains tied to its tail. Okay. Yeah, so he was like, oh, maybe it's maybe it's that. So he keeps going and he stops and the noise stops, but it keeps actually just jingling and rummaging, but in that specific area that he stops. Not wanting to I guess pay it any mind he said i'll cut through this uh refrigeration area there's no way it can cut across without me looking at it because it's a there's a hallway so of course he starts to pick up the pace boom 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 he starts hearing it this time going through the wall he's looking right at the ground and at the open space to see whatever it is scurry across with them nothing oh shit so he's like okay i lost it but as he's going through the refrigeration, he starts to hear the racks kind of move as if someone's grabbing onto them, following him. <laughs> Again, not wanting to pay in any mind, he just keeps going on. He decides, you know what? I'm going to go to the dish pit. I'm going to do some dishes, put some dishes away. That'll be cool. So as soon as he gets to the dish pit, all these dishes start to fall. As if something passed by and knocked him down. Being freaked out, he said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go. I'll cut across the ballroom and I'll go straight to the where everybody's at. Right. Essentially going in a big circle. But instead of going back the way he came, he's just going to cut across and go straight there. So as he's headed to the ballroom, he feels something just zip right through his head. You know how you can feel something like whether it be a a, a bee or yeah. a fly, an insect, yeah. or something just almost miss you. Mm-hmm. Kind of moving away from it, he was like, "What the hell is that?" And he hears a loud pow, or something hits a vase and it just shatters it instantly. At that point, it's in the ballroom, so the man that was busing that put the two chairs to be, together had gone there to get more like a quieter sleep. Wakes up instantaneously and the security guard comes running. Starts turning on all the lights. He's all, what the hell was that? What are we doing in here? He's all, nothing. He's all, I was just walking back over there with you guys, but felt like something was following me. And when they go to inspect the area where the Voss had fallen, there was a knife plunged into the wall. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So what had zipped through him was that knife. Not wanting to test it anymore as soon as the bread delivery came in that they put away he got the hell out of there (laughs) smart and uh he said there's been other accounts of different stuff happening to different people uh enough to make them quit abruptly he said that one time one of the workers that was in charge of like the the sauteing and stuff uh would go in early but he would have to stay a little bit later for to cover people they always encouraged him to go take a little nap in the garden area where he had parked. But after a while, he said, I, I don't know why you guys send me out there. That fucking little thing won't let me rest. If I'm in the car sleeping, that thing starts hitting the car and making it jump up and down. He goes, I can just hear him going under the car, all around it, clawing, pushing it. He goes, I don't, I can't sleep out there. And he said he only lasted... Or only worked there for two more years. 
and he as well moved on <laughs> but he said that that was the the scariest incident was that knife flying towards him fuck yeah shit what i want a knife my wife already does that but <laughs> well jen does that but then she says oh no i fucked up <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, my sister is looking at Jesse right now with the eyes that are saying, Wrong bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there's not enough margarita juice in her right now to be that to be the right one. (laughs) I'm literally drinking water, she's drinking agua H2O. (laughs) Anyways, all right, that was good. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, fucking I've, flying knife. Damn yeah, it. fuck that. <coughs> and what's up with that tiny like thing? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That... Oh God, what were the the little gnomes with the backwards feet? Oh, the the duendes. Duendes. Yeah. yeah well, that's what it, it was. Essentially, was calling it a duende. No shit. Yeah. Hmm. Not about it. <laughs> it's a violent duende. <laughs> I'm just like, well, what deal did that? security guard cut with For the dude for real that's yeah. what I was thinking too it's like do you bring him cigarettes or something like, what the fuck <laughs> this is in prison shit yeah. uh, thanks mom I really like <laughs> okay never mind do you bring him candy or something <laughs> you know what is he a child he's just throwing knives well chingo <laughs> he's like thanks for the nudie mags oh my god <laughs> uh, this up and come with Sama Hayek oh my yeah. god yeah <laughs> feet are amazing not backwards like mine <laughs> Oh, sweet Jesus. All right. Um, <laughs> At the end of every episode, my sister is like ready to quit the podcast because of us. Yeah. Especially when I go into characters. I'm sorry, oh, guys. Oh, my God. The Jeff or, the Killer. Or your political. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I really feel like that dwarf. Hey, yeah, guys, I'm going to tell you right now. I don't like this bread business at 5 a.m. <laughs> That's why he's throwing knives. He's telling him to go fucking yeah. go fuck off. He's trying to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I got beauty sleep here. You think these feet are backwards for a reason? <laughs> well, thank God I didn't have to use the fucking bleep button. <laughs> I thought you were going to go into a political thing. Ah, nah, I ain't got no bleep. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Anyways, all right, guys. Um, Eric, you are up next. Yes, yes. And you made uh, the duende a, a, a tobacco smoking. <laughs> Chicago. <Yeah. laughs> you made him that way. Oh, my gosh. Just like Jeffy the killer. Oh my. Right? Why is Jeffy and, and the duende almost have the same voice? No, they, no, don't. they don't. They absolutely don't no, they have don't. the same What's voice. What's the Jeffy voice? I, I, do you really want me to get into that? Well, now I don't remember. <laughs> Go listen to the to the episode. <laughs> Jesse doesn't want to hone that character uh, back. Oh. Yeah, I don't want to bring him back in. <laughs> he took over a good part. <laughs> it's my my method acting. I was walking around going, "Yeah, I'm get ya." Anyways, God damn it! See what you started. <laughs> Jeffrey's clearly upset by you talking to me like that right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, good stuff. You're going to find these artist hands on your face. Imagine if this is somebody's first episode. (laughs) (laughs) What is this free episode? And why does that man talk with such sassafras? Oh my gosh, Eric, please start. (laughs) Okay, all right, I'll start. So I decided to keep it local this time, okay. right? So I'm going to go with a, an establishment here in San Antonio. Okay. Uh, I decided to keep some of the longer history, but but don't 
think for a minute that this this establishment hasn't had its fair share of history, right? Uh-huh. It's just that it doesn't contribute to any of the hauntings, right? Yes. But it is a long, a long, uh, illustrious history that this establishment had had previous, right? So I decided to go with the Cadillac Bar Restaurant. Woo-woo. So located... Yeah, I believe I've been there too, man. It's uh, <laughs> very nice. I just didn't like when you put that whole smoking ban here. <laughs> oh, you got that cough too, huh? He's got you, boy. Yeah, Je- Jesse gets into character and then it engulfs his life. I know, that's that's it. This is the rest of the episode. <laughs> just cuddling with her. Hey, come here. Let me put my toe. <laughs> Please tell us about the Cadillac bar. <laughs> Okay, so located on 212 South Florida Street, once sat the Cadillac Bar and Restaurant, quietly hidden within the strip of the storefronts, less than a mile from the Alamo and a little further from the courthouse. Originally opening in 1870 as a general goods store offering all types of services during its time, it was also rumored that the storefront offered more than just goods, if you know what I mean. Alcohol. No? Oh. <laughs> We're not in prohibition? Okay. No, this is like the 1800s. It's the 1800s, darling. <laughs> <laughs> we smoking and drinking all night. Okay, never mind. And uh, the the company of women. Oh, I'm that one kid shouting wrong answers like so confidently. I'm like, yeah, it's alcohol. I yep, know it is. That, that is exactly you right now. <laughs> Getting fucked up. <laughs> Jennifer, sit down. (laughs) Continue. Okay. So, uh, though that rumor has been denied vehemently by the Stumberg family that owned it, right? Okay. So, the popularity of the location brought many to it as a meeting grounds for ranchers, farmers, and businessmen. And it's this popularity that kept it open and functional till 1932. For the next few years, it would be sold off and bought numerous times until 1980, when the Cadillac Bar and Restaurant, a prominent business from New Orleans, moved in. And the rest is history. But it's not just the rich history of the establishment that piques visitors' interests. The location is supposed to be haunted. As I mentioned before, the site sits near notable historical sites that they themselves have tragedy tied to them such as the courthouse where numerous hangings took place in the name of justice presumably from the trees that may still be standing in the area it's also noted that the property was built upon a burial ground that many believe the disturbing of this ground is what entices the restless spirits to return to the land of the living Another strange fact that I was actually surprised to learn was that San Antonio or Bear County is either riddled, right? Like either riddled today or was riddled with a maze of underground tunnels. Oh. San Antonio has a catacombs. Really? Yes. That's very interesting. That run supposedly from the stories, right? Allegedly from the stories throughout downtown, the downtown area. Sounds about right. <laughs> it would be downtown. Yeah, so oh my god, I thought that was so fucking cool. I want to go look for him. I don't. But who says I haven't been down there yet? <laughs> who says Dogman isn't down there? Oh, right wait. Who was it with Jen? What? 
<laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. I was all like, who who was I with down there? Was that you? Wrong bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Let's continue. Okay, so... It, but it's speculated that a combination of the burial ground and the tunnels that lead the o- that led the owner to seal off the basement in an attempt to lock away whatever unnatural entities lay within. Because a lot of people believed that the burial ground allowed for the spirits to travel through the tunnels and haunt the tunnels. Oh, that's fucking creepy. Yes, that's why I want to go find them. No. Yes, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. That's something you are going to have to do on your own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, people have claimed to see a tall, thin man with a white handlebar mustache standing at the entrance of the basement who is believed to be Herman Stumberg, right? He was the original owner, standing guard vigilantly, ensuring that no one goes in. Or is it that he's making sure nothing gets out? Oh, I hate that. (laughs) Either one, I hate. (laughs) It's during the time of the rumored brothel time that, uh, by a lot of people's description, I want to say this isn't mine, there was... A very crude and rude and unattractive, like a lot of people say that she was ugly, brothel worker named Beatrice, right? Who now has been seen walking up and down stairs in her old and uh, tattered white dress. It's recommended to leave this spirit alone as she is known to have a short temper and attack staff members. Many members have claimed to have silverware and dishes thrown at them. Visitors have said that while uh, while drinking quietly at the bar with no one else around but the tender, the stools will be suddenly pulled from the bar as if somebody was walking by angrily pulling them from the from the like the bars uh, top down to the floor oh wow yeah not about that <laughs> <laughs> i just feel like y'all saw that right don't don't kick me out <laughs> i need to finish my margarita yeah <laughs> it wasn't me <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> jesse's just shaking his head like i seen it <laughs> It wasn't them, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I can attest. (laughs) Okay, so a man named Frank Rowe went to the Cadillac bar one early morning in April of 1996. He had previously loaned the restaurant some saddles and other similar items for a Western-themed party they had the night before in their upstairs party room. Frank was in the process of gathering his belongings from the upstairs room and hauling them back downstairs. Apparently, Frank was making quite the ruckus carrying the items down the stairs. The manager, Jesse Medina, commented, Good grief, Frank. That sounds just like some of our night noises around here. Hmm. Frank, perplexed by the remark, asked Jesse, What are you talking about? Jesse then told him of the strange noises they sometimes hear in the late hours of the night. Jesse went on to tell him that they have heard chains rattling as well as the sounds of heavy saddles being dragged down the stairs, much in the same way that Frank had been doing. Jesse then went on to tell Frank about the sounds of children laughing and playing that have been reported at all times of the day. Frank then interrupted Jesse to ask, 
Are you trying to tell me that this place might be haunted? <laughs> Jesse then replied, Yes. That was indeed the case. And the other employees believe so too. Jesse had been working for the Cadillac for around 12 years at the point and had experienced all sorts of occurrences at the bar, from strange noises at night to alarms suddenly going off for no reason. And of course, that included his frequent run-ins with Beatrice. Some of Jesse's accounts involved seeing utensils, serving dishes, and bowls flying off the kitchen shelves on their own accord. Another time, the faucet had been turning on and off all day long. Finally fed up, Jesse said, I sat near the sink and waited. Then I saw with my own eyes as the faucet slowly turned on, as Ooh. if a ghostly hand was turning the knob. The next day, Jesse had a plumber come out to check the sink, but there wasn't a single thing wrong with the faucet. A waitress at the Cadillac named Linda claims to have seen the ghost of a girl late one night. As she was cleaning out near the lower level by the stairs, she described the young woman as slim and wearing a white dress. She said that the woman, who she presumed was Beatrice, had an angry expression upon her face and just stood there glaring at her. She said the woman had stringy blondish hair and skinny unflattering face. Brenda Cord Cordaway, a bartender at the Cadillac, also has felt her presence. She can actually feel Beatrice staring at her while she works. What was that? Well, it shouldn't have caught it on the microphone, so I'll tell you that. I don't know. I heard it through the headphones. So it yeah, like I said, it, it, you just moved away, so you hear the difference yeah. of the mic. It's like something whispered into the mic. No, yeah. I was hearing like... Like, I thought it was the TV. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't have picked it up. Right there. It's Baba. Oh. He's probably yelling. God damn it, Baba. You're scaring the shit out of us. <laughs> How does this yell come through, but your dad's talking that was right there didn't? I have no idea. No, sorry. It, it's Baba. He, it's sorry. He's oh, fine. Okay. He's fine. Okay. He he likes to yell at the TV like when they're yelling. Yeah, so does Logan. <laughs> so does Logan. Sorry about that. Okay, no, continue. No. Okay. So, on another occasion, <coughs> Linda and several others encountered Beatrice. This time, they were all on the patio in the back of the building. The staff was outside cleaning up after a party that had just ended. One of the employees, taking a quick break, glanced up at the second floor window and saw a thin, ghostly Beatrice. The employee then alerted the others... And they all saw her just standing there, watching over them in a disconcerting manner. For a brief moment, she vanished, but then reappeared, and continued to leer at them in the most ominous way imaginable. Linda said a few members of the staff were skeptical of the hauntings in the past, but after that night, they could no longer deny the truth. Others reported ghostly sightings, including a man in a sombrero, who has been seen both in the downstairs and upstairs party rooms. In addition to the man in the sombrero, ghostly soldiers have also been spotted in the party room upstairs. Their shadows can be seen walking along the interior walls of the upstairs party room. In the kitchen, a boy appearing to be no more than seven years old will show up time, from time to time. His ghost likes to play pranks and spook the new dishwashers. <laughs> 
that sucks. I know. <laughs> Imagine starting your dishwasher. first job. Yeah. And you're all like, I don't want to say I saw a little ghost boy. <laughs> Drug <Hey>. test. <laughs> yeah, you're doing, mister. <laughs> you, you smoke cigarettes, kid? <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, don't run, coward. <laughs> get out of here. I got backward feet. I can't chase you. <laughs> <laughs> so it shouldn't come as a surprise that this activity has resulted in a high turnover rate amongst the employees. Yep. Right? So others have claimed that uh during oh, so I'm sorry, this is actual like a, an actual story, right? So okay. one one couple claims to have actually been going to visit the Cadillac bar to review the venue for their reception for their wedding, right? And it's when they entered the Cadillac bar that they felt immediately like a sense of ominous fear, right? Like a subtle fear, like something was off. Mm -hmm. But then it's while wandering the party room that they saw a strange apparition within the doorway of one of the entrances to the party room. And they actually left because, yeah, that wasn't their venue. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it, and it pretty much goes like that for all encounters is a lot of the activity happens within the party room. Uh, images of, of, you know, apparitions sitting at tables or standing in the corner, uh, moving along the, the just the party room floor and stuff. So... Uh, Coming to our conclusion, you know, sadly, due to the recent COVID pandemic, it was ultimately shut down in 2021. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yep. Locking away the spirits and the history of our city within it. Oh, wow. And sadly, we'll never get to go visit it. It's sad to see boys that lack it up. <laughs> we gotta move on. Gotta head down to the catacombs by Marbach. <laughs> oh, my God. There's this one broad soccer shoe, regular shoe. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well they, that was they do a fiesta this year guys <laughs> that was very informative because i knew that the the cadillac bar had uh that it was there was claims that it was haunted but <laughs> She's I, like, I knew it was creepy as fuck <laughs> i i knew there was claims that it was haunted but i had only heard about the woman in the window um, not really uh, any. I about the woman in the window too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no backstory to it. And then That's of course, exactly and then um, of no course, backstory to And of course, none of the other actual uh, employees. And I, those are the ones that I think are always the best, like oh, the yeah. actual people that work there. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah! Because those are the ones like they just get like the random little ones and like they don't really realize at first that it's something paranormal until like you start thinking about it later like bitch <laughs> <laughs> god damn it wait i gotta do it wrong bitch <laughs> <laughs> all right um are we ready for mine now of course all right so i am doing montilioni's restaurante so wait, 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 is this Italian or Mexican? It is Italian. I thought it was Mexican. <laughs> it's both, baby. It's both. It's run by both. <laughs> Mexicans make the Italian. <laughs> I love it. Love my little backwards feet. Love it in there. Anyways, I'd like to say <laughs> no I'm... slipping on the floor. 
Fabuloso for miles, dog. Oh my gosh. I'd like to say I got 95% of my information from a TV show called Paranormal Witness. It's season three, episode four, and it's named Dining with the Dead. Oh, um, cool. And you, nice name. Yeah, and you can uh, actually rent it on YouTube, which is what I did so I could actually watch the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you were to be driving through I-10 in El Paso, Texas, there would be a possibility to see a very interesting looking building with the face of a man holding a cigar protruding out from the wall. Only a few feet from this wall would be a gate that would lead into a small courtyard with the wall set back even further. On this wall, it has been made to look like a vintage truck is coming out of it. Oh, okay. Though, it's made to look like a monster. The truck, yeah. The truck's headlights have been turned into scary-looking eyes with downturned eyebrows. A massive gaping mouth with fanged teeth is painted onto the structure, and above this truck is the name of the restaurant, painted in red, Montiglione's. Montiglione. Yeah. Um. They actually have like a little. Uh. I don't know if it's the same company, but they they work together. It's like a little drive-in. It says. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. It's somewhere I definitely want to go. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> so Montiglione's uh, Ristorante is located at 3023 Gateway Boulevard West, El Paso, Texas, right off of the access road. Montiglione's exterior stands out against the normal-looking surrounding buildings and houses, but what was once inside is what brings us here today. Ooh. Gary and Laura Montiglione were first-time small business owners when they decided that they would open an Italian restaurant. During construction and demolition in a part of the building, Gary came across a statue of the Virgin Mary placed inside of a wall. What the fuck? (laughs) That is not... Wow. (laughs) Like, first-time business owners, I'd be like, yep, I'm done already. I'm done. I'm okay. (laughs) Um, Not wanting to damage or lose the statue, Gary kept it uh, for future use. During the bad idea. I know. During renovation uh, phase of the restaurant, Gary had hired a man named Carlos to assist him. One day, while Carlos was working inside of the building, Gary decided to leave alone to go buy more construction materials. Alone in the building, Carlos experienced the first of many strange incidents. While working, Carlos noticed a temperature drop in the room and began to feel uneasy. Though he knew he was alone, it felt as if someone was near him, only standing feet away. Carlos then saw a shadow pass into one of the rooms. Already uneasy with the situation, Carlos turned only to see the figure of a man that he described as, quote, not of this world. The man did not have eyes where they should have been. When talking about the figure in present day, he says it's like he can still see the man. Extremely upset, Carlos waited outside of the building for Gary to return. When he did, Carlos tried to explain to Gary what he saw, but because they both spoke different languages, Carlos had to have Laura translate for him. After the incident, Carlos let Gary know that he would continue to work for him, but he would refuse to work alone. On June 11, 2001, Montiglione's Ristorante officially opened. Working front of house was Laura, while Gary worked back of house as the chef, while Miss Evelyn Negrete and Laura's mom, Alicia Benavides, who everyone nicknamed Mrs. B, helped work the line. 
the restaurant experienced a successful opening. It wasn't clear whether this upcoming incident was the first night they had closed after business or if it was during that opening period. Mm. But one night, Gary was woken up by the police calling him to his home phone. Oh, shit. Yeah, home phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's scary to you? <laughs> they explained that the alarm was going off at their restaurant and they believed an intruder could possibly be in the building. The couple made their way to the restaurant and shut off the alarm and allowed the police to walk through. They observed that it looked like nothing was stolen or broken and went on their way. Gary and Laura decided to do a walkthrough as well to make sure nothing was missed. Laura noticed after some time that the Virgin Mary statue that they had displayed looking out into the dining area was now faced to turn the wall. And yes, this is the same Virgin Mary statue that was found in the wall. I told you, bad (laughs) idea. Bad idea. The couple decided to split up to go investigate the rest of the building and make sure that everything else was okay. During this time, Laura then began to hear her name whispered. She first thought it was Gary, but then she heard it again. This is when she noticed it didn't sound like him. When the two met back up, they began to hear a loud pounding against the walls, like violent knocking. And when they described it, they were going, doom, doom, doom. Can you imagine? Like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, shit. Wait, did oh. they do three? Yeah. That's oh, why I shit. wanted to to make the noise because specifically they they did three. Oh, shit. Okay. Suddenly, the receipt tape from the register began to fly out of the register across the room. And as suddenly as it all began, it all stopped. After this, there were no major incidents reported, and the couple began to talk about expanding their business to the neighboring property. What? Hey, they were doing good. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, yeah. When they were able to, they purchased the property and began renovations. During the renovation phase, again, Gary ran into more odd items. <laughs> in one of the rooms was another room built in with no entry, basically a room within a room. Like, okay. yeah, it's like if if you walk into a room and then there's just like a protruding room that you can't get into. It's very strange. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Gary. Sex dungeon. Oh, God, no. Um, finding it strange, Gary began to tear it open a hole in the wall using a hammer. After making a sizable hole, Gary looked inside and was startled to see another face. What the fuck? Oh, God. (laughs) He then proceeded to reach his hand inside and pulled out a framed picture of the Virgin Mary. To Gary, it was obvious this photo had deliberately been placed there. After searching and digging around some more, he pulled out a dusty document, a photo of two kids standing in what he described as communion clothes, and a piece of marble. Not wanting to destroy or lose the items that he found, Gary then took them and stored them in the restaurant side of the building. And the marble, I just want to clarify, it looks like it's like a marble plaque that he pulled out, not like a piece of marble. Um, Now is our introduction to Miss Ellie Ramos. She was at first hired on to help Mrs. B in the kitchen, but soon began to help prep. One night after Ellie had completed cleaning the kitchen, she walked towards the exit of the room, noticing the rapid temperature fluctuation to cold. Before leaving, Ellie turned around and saw that the entire 
kitchen had been covered in flour. What the fuck? Exactly. Frightened and upset. Wait, wait, wait. Did she see like footprints or handprints? No. no. It was just covered so in flour. So the person could like cover the thing in flour without leaving any evidence of or, them well, being there. It was there. literally like seconds like from her turning her back oh, just to okay. walking to the door and then turning back mm. and then everything was covered. covered. In flour. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so uh so she she's frightened and upset. Frightened and upset. Ellie called for Mrs. B. She explained to her that she did not make this mess, that she had just finished cleaning, and she doesn't know what happened. This is when Gary arrived, and they had assured her everything was okay because, uh, you know, they do the reenactments and everything. Um, and she's like frantic during this, like telling them, like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Yeah, um, and yeah. like they do have like the actual people also telling their stories, yeah, and yeah. and she's pretty much describing it the same way, like she was frantic. Another night, while Evelyn worked in the dining room alone, cleaning and rolling silverware, she describes the sudden feeling of eeriness. She began to get goosebumps as she looked around and even checked under the table to make sure she was alone. And she was. Seconds later, a large hand shot out from underneath the table and grabbed her leg. What the fuck? She would later say she could literally feel the shape of the fingers on her leg. And like, that's when i would quit <laughs> like, I'd be all, here's my therapy bill yeah. like hey, not about it this is this is my ptsd thank you another incident was centered around mrs b gary had tasked her with making multiple batches of napoli sauce and she did what she was told the first giant pot of sauce she carried from the kitchen to a back room. She carefully placed it on a table against the wall in a position she knew would be secure and would have no way of tipping over. As she went to get the second pot of sauce, she heard a loud crash. She walked again to the back room, only to find her giant pot of sauce on the floor. Only it wasn't flipped over. There was no giant splash of sauce as you'd imagine if it fell over. Instead, it looked like it had been poured out of the container. Hmm. Gary, hearing the loud crash, headed in to investigate what was going on, only to have a kitchen container flung at him by an unseen force. The following incident, I'm not sure if it happened the same night as the Napoli sauce incident or okay. if this was just another night, <laughs> uh, but Mrs. B and Gary were both closing up the restaurant. And as they were walking through the dining room to leave, Gary noticed a single candle still on. As soon as he blew it out, other candles on neighboring tables lit themselves. Motherfucker! Yeah. Mrs. B was absolutely terrified. As Gary blew them out, they would relight. Gary's solution to the situation was to gather all of the candles and dump them into a sink full of water. I was going to say just light the whole building on fire. <laughs> Mrs. B then mentioned that during this time, she wanted to quit, but she knew she couldn't because she was helping her daughter. I don't know, man. I'd feel God like... God damn it. I know. Like, <laughs> like, we I, just learned something about Jen. I, clearly the devil is here. <laughs> <laughs> Another incident that I think is probably the most famous incident here happened when Gary was closing up alone. 
As he walked the building, he felt uneasy as if he was not alone. He checked everything in the restaurant, making sure stoves were off, no lights were left on, you know, just normal closing duties. As he exited the building and began to close the door to lock it, a charred arm flung out from the closing space. As Gary managed to close the door and lock it, pounding from the other side of the door could be heard. And that is also another time when I'd be all like, they can have this building. (laughs) The next incident happened on the first night Mrs. B had volunteered to run the restaurant alone. She gave Gary and Laura the night off to actually go out and spend time together as a couple, confident that she'd be able to hold down the fort, but the night proved to be disastrous by (laughs) no fault of her own. We go back to Ellie, who is in the kitchen prepping the night's salads and heads to a stockroom for more ingredients, saying during this time she felt nervous and scared for some reason. As she exited the stockroom, she came face to face with the man. Ellie screamed and dropped everything she was holding. Mrs. B rushed over to investigate what had happened, only to find Ellie a mess. Mrs. B assured her that where that room was, no one would have been able to get through without passing the group in the kitchen. Plus, the restaurant was still closed. So, like, uh, a room with one entrance, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, okay. Shaken up, Ellie proceeded to work through the night. She started hearing heavy breathing behind her, as if in her ear. When she asked Mrs. B if she heard that, Mrs. B responded that she couldn't. Suddenly, a large pot of boiling water was flung at Ellie by an unseen force. Oh, shit. Ellie managed to get out of the way of being directly hit by the pot, but could not escape the splash of water and screamed as the water hit her leg. Mm. Yeah. Immediately, her leg was red and showing that she was burned. Mrs. B took her to the restroom herself and led her inside. As she left the restroom so that Ellie could collect herself, she left the door ajar, but then felt it pushed closed. Mrs. B thought Ellie had pushed it closed, while Ellie on the other side thought Mrs. B had closed the door. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie lowered her face to the sink to wash it, and when she picked her head back up, in the reflection of the mirror in front of her, she saw the man from earlier standing behind her. Yeah. Screaming and terrified, Ellie tried to get out of the bathroom only to find that she couldn't open it. Mrs. B on the other side was trying to calm her down, saying it was locked from the inside, but continued to try and open it from her side as well. Both both women screamed frantically as they tried to get Ellie out, all the while Ellie was screaming that he was in there with her. A waitress would eventually appear and was able to assist assist with getting the door open. She was able to confirm that Mrs. B on her side was attempting to open the door for Ellie. Though both Ellie and Mrs. B were scared, Mrs. B knew that someone would have had to pass her to get into the bathroom since Ellie entered alone and there were no other windows or doors to go into the bathroom right 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 and they they made it seem like it was like kind of like a basement area too Ooh, should. yeah a bathroom in a basement or well like yes, a lot of it sweet baby you like these toes huh? <laughs> a <laughs> lot of the or well maybe i don't know if if the tv show took uh liberties. Yeah, liberties creative liberties as far as as far as the layout of the building but it did seem to have like a basement area almost Okay, so 
Luckily, local patrons of the restaurant, Robert and Diana, I, I'm going to butcher this because I can't remember how to say it. I want to say Kalamai, were able to assist Gary and Laura with their troubles. Diana was a psychic and began to help the two. Starting from the beginning, Gary told her of the documents and objects found within the walls. After asking to look at them more closely, they realized the paper document was found... Uh, that was found was actually sh showing that the property in the 1920s was used as a spiritualist church. <laughs> so essentially like a cult. Kind of. So Diana then went on to explain that she believed that when the church was in use, they had opened a portal in like the very room that they were in. <laughs> That is when Gary was able to connect the dots to why the Virgin Mary statue was in the wall, the documents, photos, and piece of marble was in the other building. Gary placed all of the artifacts back where they were found, and Diana performed a cleansing on the buildings. Afterwards, the couple reported the atmosphere to the restaurant had completely changed for the better. Um, like leaving shit alone where you found it is the <laughs> best idea and now the restaurant has a ghost bar hosts sold out dining with the dead events where the actual psychic is there to watch the paranormal witness episode with dinner at the next door drive-in theater and they have a frequent live musician named luigi and I just <laughs> want to go there because I was like scrolling through their Facebook and I was like, look at all these good food pictures. <laughs> she likes to, she'll come for the food, but she'll stay for the feet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, Not sweaty, baby. <laughs> and and uh, they're, they're backwards. You know what they say about backwards. <laughs> they're pretty active on their Facebook, actually. Like they're all, it's Thirsty Thursday. And I'm like, yes, I can get behind Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> So next time dad goes to El Paso, I'm going to ask him We're to all stop going. in for yeah, us. You know what else I can get behind? <laughs> <sighs> all right. Make sure to tip your waitresses. <laughs> all right. Well, that is uh, the ending of my contribution. So uh, very good, nice. Good job. Jen. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I like your new introduction of this. Hey, so uh, you, you said it's an Italian restaurant, but do they serve Tex Mex? Mm hmm. Okay. Oh, perfect. wait. No, no, no. No, no, no. I should say no. Oh, okay. It's all okay. very Italian. The only Tex Mex thing that I saw that I was kind of like, hmm, <laughs> Italian nachos. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let me let while we're while we're talking, let me bring it up because I was in I just want to say I'm in charge of it. I put my whole foot in it. It's I was delicious. I was intrigued. In the cheese. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a lot of gooba gob when we give them. <laughs> Anyways, um yeah, so why did you make the dwarf in it in this chain smoking Italian? I didn't. That was <laughs> yeah, you. You, you took all this creative liberty to to make him into whatever it is that you've made him into. <laughs> it's your weird backwards foot fetish. Okay, that's me. Oh well. Also, so here's the face on the side of the building. It's very large, so you yeah, would see that easily. Okay. Yeah, it's large, baby. You can see it. That's him. That's me right there. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't enough wall for my feet <laughs> let me see oh here we go i think this is um yes this these are the italian nachos they actually look good 
No, they don't. Oh, I'm just all like, hell yeah, look at all that cheese. <laughs> yeah, she's all constipation here I come. <laughs> all right. Oh, smoking lungs. Anyways, all right, guys. Well, thank you for listening in this long if you've made it this far. <laughs> um, it's your phone. Oh. Yes, yeah, your little Jenny. Yeah. Anyways. All I know is if I saw that guy standing behind me in the mirror, I'd have to say, Wrong bitch. <laughs> what, what would you do if, like, the the little uh, Dwanda dude would come up and be like, Hey, baby, can I get you a drink or what? Wrong bitch. Ah, oh, okay. I can't. I come back after two margaritas, dog. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe you'll be the right one. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, God. All right. Well, thank you again, guys, for tuning in this week with us. If you have any stories that you'd like to share uh, to be read on the show, uh, send them to Let's Chat Paranormal at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to uh, coordinate with us to be on the show, do a phone call or something, we'd yeah. be happy to do that. Yeah. Um, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. I really appreciate all of our friends and family that are sharing our story. And I feel like we've been getting a little bit of jump in uh, followers and whatnot lately. So thank you again for that. Or if you see like some funny ass memes about ghosts, fucking send them to me because I love memes. Yeah. Or like, Zach Baggins. Like, I think I like memes more than I should. Or more than a normal person should, <laughs> because I'm like I communicate in memes. <laughs> I, I yeah, I communicate in gifs. I, that's that's it's me. a gif. It's a gif. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, the creator, the the creator actually said it's gif. It's a gif. It's a gif. with the wrong bitch. <laughs> Oh my god. All right, guys. Also, let us know is it a GIF or is it a GIF? <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> it's a GIF. It's a GIF. Gotta. <laughs> all right. Anyways. Um, okay, guys. Uh, make sure to drink all of your waters, put on your sunscreen, wear hats outside if you have to be outside, and eat all your vegetables, get eight hours of sleep, and don't forget that we love you, and I hope you have a good week. <laughs> Sir, I drink all my water. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>